Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it is your mate Bags here. Sonia and I absolutely love putting this podcast together for you. Now, if you are loving what we are doing, we would love a bit of your help and it's absolutely free. If you listen to us on Apple, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the little plus button at the top of the app. Or if you listen to us on Spotify, hit the follow button. Now, this lets the apps know that you are loving what we are doing, which is so helpful for us. And also, if you can share this podcast with your friends, it helps us get the word out there. We're now heard in 740 cities around the world, which is absolutely wild. And don't forget, while you're there, make sure you follow our closed Facebook group as well. We feel like we are building a community and we want more people to come and join us. So thanks for listening. Coming up today, the ginger and the winger. We are talking Harry and Megan's Netflix special. This is Tied Up, a podcast where we talk about the biggest pop culture stories that have made an impact. My name is Simon Baggs. And I'm Sonia Darshan. Here we are. Oh yeah, how are you? I'm good. I've got a bit of a boat to pick with you before we get started. Okay. You just pulled into my driveway. I've let you in and I had a look at your car. It's a fucking disaster, mate. Could you put a hose over that? Like, like you know, what? it hasn't been washed in I'm, about eighteen months. I'm gonna go out there and draw a dick and balls on it because it's so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so off. You live in the city. You don't even live nah, in the mate. bush. Get yourself into Crystal Car Wash. Are put, they sponsoring you or something? Are, you, are <laughs> yeah. they giving you free fucking car washes or something? Uh, no, is that, was that, was that, did you bring that up just so that you can uh, mention I'm Crystal Car Wash? I'm available though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I love Crystal Carlos. All right. Who are we tied up with this week? All right, it's the Ginger and the Winger, one of Netflix special with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. So the first three episodes of Harry and Meghan have landed on Netflix, and they're not short of any fascinating revelations. So today we're going to discuss the bombshell moments that happened in the three episodes. This is a six-part docuseries, so the next three eps bags drop next week. I've watched the first three episodes. Yep. I'm already bored. Board. It was The fact boring. that there's another three episodes coming is a bit painful, but I'm going to watch it. I know. And it's been front page of every bloody paper, every news article. Like, it's insane. And we all knew it was going to be. Let's get stuck into episode one. So the first episode revolves heavily around how Harry and Meghan met and fell in love. So there wasn't any real main, like controversy throughout but here are the three main takeaways that i i saw from it so megan explains that prince harry had a list of what he wanted in his wife let's have a listen he had a list apparently of what he was looking for that's not good though an extensive list or a few things on that list not showing the list (laughs) good nice try This is the list. Good answer. So the fact that he shuts the journalist or whoever's interviewing down straight away and he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to that. And he kind of looks at her like, yeah, nah, producer, move on, like not yes, doing that, right? Yes. Uh, makes me think that there's some inappropriate stuff in his list. Uh, I think so too. And like, what what do you think would have been on there? Like Brunette. What? 
<laughs> Actor? I, I have this idea that maybe he had on there needs to be hotter than my brother's wife. Yeah, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> like, Which he achieved. I think he definitely achieved because, I mean, I love Kate Middleton. I think she's amazing and well, she, she's going to make a great queen. Yeah, but that's what the queen has to be. She's very well put together. That's that's what you would expect from the monarch. I so- thought Queen Elizabeth was a little more dirty than her. <laughs> Rest in Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> she no, Lizzie was so well put together. You know who was a dirty girl was oh, yeah. Margaret, her sister. Yeah. Now there's a naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I was she yeah. the one with the speed dealer sunglasses on yes, in her photo? Oh, I yes. love her. She's, she's great. Fun. She's awesome. Yeah. R.I.P. Margaret too, because um, you you're very missed. Yeah, she passed away. She had cancer. When did she die? Oh, ages ago. Oh, well hang on, before no, she's Lizzie. Not the one with the speed dealer sunglasses. Then the speed dealer sunglasses one is still alive. Which one are you? talking about Princess Anne. Oh, Princess Anne. Oh, Sorry, that's her I daughter. We Princess Anne. Yeah, Show sorry. me Princess the speed. Anne with the speed <laughs> I've just shown Sonia oh, a photo. Shit. Uh, all you need to do is type in, if you want to check this yeah. out, Royal with Speed Dealer Sunglasses. And, it's and boom, Anne. there she is. I love her. Okay, I love her even more. Well, yeah. no, that's not Margaret. Margaret's been dead a very long time. She she died of cancer. <laughs> Look, we're getting way off track here. But I also think that on Harry's list, he would have had, has to symbolize th- values my mother had. You know, throughout his whole life, he would want, to represent his mother. Well, I also noticed in the documentary he brings up his mother a lot. A lot. And this brings us to the second point in episode one where Harry realises that he didn't want to settle for someone that fit the mould of the royal family, which is also why I think on his list, Kate is not what he wanted. He wanted someone outside the box. And here's what he said. I think for so many people in the family, especially obviously the men, there can be a temptation or an urge to marry someone who would fit the mold as opposed to somebody who you perhaps are destined to to be with. The difference between making decisions with your head or your heart. And my mum certainly made most of her decisions, if not all of them, from her heart. And I am my mother's son. All right, so he's really driving home here Princess Diana's values. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, and how she affected him. So he's Mm. saying she led with her heart. The decisions she made were so far from what the royals would have wanted, and he is actually just following in his mother's footsteps. Mm. So I'd have to agree with him there. Like, he definitely is. He's stepping outside that box. He doesn't want to be put in that box anymore, and he's doing it with Megan. And I guess he also knows, like, no one ever really says a bad word about Diana, right? No. Everyone loves so her. So loved. She's right? so, so loved. Because she was that rebellious royal. She left the family. For sure. She was able to still do good once she had left. That's right. She was the princess for the people, though. She actually turned the monarch into something lovable, mm. and I think that came with a lot of power. So at the time, the royals would have been like, we don't associate with the peasants and Diana's in every bloody hospital hugging sick kids and Mm. showing love, doing all these charity events. Like she really changed the way people viewed the monarch. It's almost like she was in there looking at, this is what you guys are like. This is what you guys do. I'm going to do the complete Complete opposite. opposite. For sure. And, and, and it's, and it shows in what Harry's doing now. So in that second point, the reason it's important here, I think, is because Harry's painting a picture where he's comparing his wife, Megan, to his mother. And this is where it becomes very clear, Bags. So much of what Megan is and how she is is so similar to my mum. 
She has the same compassion. She has the same empathy. She has the same confidence. She has this warmth about her. I accept that there will be people around the world who fundamentally disagree with what I've done and how I've done it. But I knew that I had to do everything I could to protect my family, especially after what happened to my mum. Uh-huh. I, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Like, I get what Harry's saying and he's comparing Meghan to his mum. I get it. But I just don't see the similarities with Meghan and Diana. Yes, they do charity work. Yes, she's a kind person, whatever. But there are certain elements of Meghan that I don't think are in the slightest similar to Princess Diana. And what are they? I do think the whole actress thing, the American vibe, her, she doesn't understand the British royals. Like, and she, she says it and pretty much shits on the royals all the time. Mm. And it's like, well, you're married into it now. So you have to kind of have a level Embrace of respect. It a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's a culture. It's a way of life. Just mm. like Harry is respecting your culture. She doesn't ever show him that same respect. The thing that is similar between Megan and Diana is that they are people that come into the family from the outside, sure. right? And so they're able to have a bit of a, hey, I've had a life before this. I'm able to look at this family from a, a different perspective. And so when they get inside and they do see, oh, God, this is a little bit kind of, of strange, it- they both seem to go... Uh, hang on a second. It ain't for me. It's all bullshit. Sure. But that's the only similarities I really see. I actually flat out think that Harry has like one of those mother complexes where he wants to marry his mum. I feel so, like, you know, a, a, lot, lot, of a lot of guys do. have this. Right. Yeah. Are Thanks. you similar to your partner Stefan's mother in, in any kind of way? Now, don't. Oh, like, actually. Don't I, look for the obvious, like blonde or anything like no, that. No, right? we don't look anything alike. But, but are there similarities in your behavior? For sure. Like, we're both very loud. We're very fun people. We're like very social. Like, yeah, in that sense, a hundred percent. And I would have to say, like, my wife and my mother also have some similarities from their like they're nurturing, yeah, they're very caring. They both really want to make their main role in their life being a mother. See, it is a thing then, because I never even like looked at our relationship and thought I was had any major similarities to Stefan's mum, but I probably I definitely do now that I see it. There you go. Groupy. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Leslie. <laughs> so that's pretty much episode one all in a nutshell, right? It's how Megan and Harry fell in love, how they met, all that stuff, right? One of the things I noticed though, like the fact that they met on Instagram, very modern, yes. right? For the royal family. Yes. And the fact that they didn't really have that much time together. They didn't, no. Like there was like, you know, a a DM, uh, a a bit of a conversation. uh, And then she got it. I think her friend emailed her. Remember there was the email. And And then then they went to Africa for five days. Yes. And And they genuinely, I genuinely believe that they fell in love the right way. Like Mm. it was really nice to watch that little love story happen. Mm. So like no hate there, Megan, but like at the same time, stop being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) are you just angry because i feel like there's a lot of women that don't like megan because they stole harry and and harry is this handsome like playboy muck around kind of guy and now he's a bit dull he's very dull because i liked him when he was in vegas dancing around nude with all the women rough like brit you know like a lad yeah like a lad and now he's a bit tame right and everyone's like where's harry gone yeah it's true but no i don't hate her for that i don't hate her i just i just find her her. yeah i do fucking hate her Fucking annoys me. I don't know what it is about her. Maybe it's because she's a bloody actress, and I it just some of the things she does 
frustrate me. I I believe when they first got together, and even when I watched this documentary in this first episode, when they first got together, I believe that was all real. It's once it hit the press when she got fucking weird and she turned, like it's like she turned the narrative to be about just her and how she was affected by everything. Are you saying that an actress might be a bit narcissistic. 100%. Is that what you're saying? She is a narcissist. Like <laughs> it's it's you can see it though. There's yeah. so much that happens and uh, she genuinely had the public on her side when they came out like yeah. together. She did. People loved her. I I fucking loved it. I was like this is great. But you know what as the uh, and we're going to get into this in into episode 2 and episode yeah. 3, but you know you, you do notice that there are some uh, headlines that do come out that are pretty inappropriate uh, as well. I, I mean I the agree British press that. are pretty disgusting. They are. Right? Yeah. And so you can see some of, like, there's two sides to this story. And we need to tell that side. So that brings us to episode two. And like you said, it involved the British press heavily and how they outed Meghan and Harry's relationship. Now, they actually made it a lot about race. And this is where things got really messy for Meghan and Harry. And and I understand how hard this could have been for them at the time. So for those who don't know, Meghan is obviously biracial. Her father is white. Her mother is black. She has quite light skin. She's never experienced any real form of racism, she says in this doco, Mm. until this all came out. And in episode two this is the very first time we actually hear from Meghan Markle's mother Doria and she brings up the fact that the press are making this about Meghan's race and this is where she kind of comes to the conclusion that she wishes she had given her daughter that racial chat obviously now people are very aware of my race because they made it such an issue when I went to the UK but before that most people didn't treat me like a black woman. In hindsight absolutely I would like to go back and and have that kind of real conversation about how the world sees you and I said to her I remember this very clearly that this is about race and Meg said mommy may I don't want to hear that and I said well you may not want to hear it but this is what's coming down the pipe. First thing I noticed when Megan Markle's mother Doria sits down with the producer uh, from Netflix is yep. that she looks like she's got a lot to say. She and she, does. You can see her lip kind of like, yep. you know what, I, I am really ready for this and yeah. I do want to get this side of the story. I have been quiet for she a long has. period of time and she's been quite classy. And good on her. I agree. She is so much classier than the rest of Meghan Markle's family. But Doria really does have her daughter's back and the one thing that I took away from that grab too is Yes, the monarch controls a lot of the press and they continually told Meghan and Harry not to comment. So it would have been eating away at at Meghan and Harry knowing that they couldn't say anything about these headlines and they're just getting all this traction. It wasn't just the British press saying this stuff. It was also in the US, in Australia, all around the world. Like people were copying these headlines. But okay, where do these headlines start though? They always start from the British press. They do, And then the Australian press pick it up and then the US press. Press. And like it snowballs, it's coming man. Out. Yeah. And they showed you the example on the show as well yes. where they, each of the, uh, the the castles or whatever the fuck they are, <laughs> yeah. they've all got their own little press club, they right? Do. And they are the fuckers that are spinning out the shit, out. right? It's and true. they're trying to keep a positive narrative and they're trying to control everything. And it's a machine that is feeding itself, which is yes. the press want it. The palace wants want it. it. They want it. It's it's, a, yeah, the more they're talk, spoken about, the less people will want to shut the monarch down because I think that's the one thing they are concerned about is one day it will no longer be a thing. Because it's not a thing. It is. I love the monarch. So a family yeah. rule over all yes. of these countries, yeah. right, a family, yeah. because 
Because, so, who, who, because God who, said who, they were in line for it. Oh, thanks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. they I know you love the royals, right? I love right? them, and but look, they don't and, rule and over be... it. They just, they've changed it. Yes, I agree. That's fucked. Even in these hearing. Who decided? Yeah, who decided? Like, it's so imagine, dumb. And, and yeah. One of the things that I also noticed from this documentary as well, and the, the message that I kind of got from Harry mm. was that, he was born in this family and had no – like he gave no consent to his life being in the papers and all that kind of That's thing. That's true, right? yeah. And I think that part of him leaving, that he believes within himself – Sure. Take Megan aside, is that he doesn't want his children to, to have involved. the same bullshit that he had. Ah, uh, that's a really up. good point. I didn't uh, that, think about that's that. That's what I yeah. thought of. I actually said this to you last night on the phone before we were recording this. Yeah. Why is Harry doing this? What yeah. is Harry's reason for sitting next to his wife – and, letting, and exposing his own family. Right? Yeah. Why would he be doing this? Yeah. The only thing I can kind of conclude from that is that he didn't like the fact that he had no choice sure. over his life He being was born into it. He had no choice. She was not. So, therefore, he has to support and back his wife. My other theory here is that she's got him by the balls. and She does seem to be by the balls. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest there. Like, you jump when I say jump, Harry. Well, <laughs> I noticed sometimes when he was like, because you know how they were kind of bantering it back and yes. thought about when uh, he turned up late for the first date, right? Yeah. And, and then oh. he tried to turn it back around on her and go, well, you were you late. Were late. Yeah. But he looked. She, he she looked, wasn't having a bar no, on he looked kind like, of nervous. He was yeah. a bit like, well, you were kind of like with the Yeah, and then his voice goes down. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows he's going to get slapped. It's like when you're out at a dinner party, right, yeah. and your partner says something that pisses you off. Totally. And you look at him and you're like, you fucking wait till we get yeah. home. The pegging's happening for sure. <laughs> at this point, Harry mentions something interesting, and he explains that he approached the royal family to help stop these attacks in the press, right? And he was told by the royals that this was kind of a rite of passage. Like every other person who's married into this family has been through this before and it's just like a rite of passage. And here's what he said. Within that first week that it became uh, public knowledge, the first story was Harry's new girl almost in brackets straight out of Compton. Well, firstly, I'm just not from Compton. I've never lived in Compton. The direction for the palace was don't say anything. No comment. Everyone just say no comment. But what people need to understand is as far as a lot of the family were concerned, everything that she was being put through, they had been put through as well. So it was almost like a rite of passage. And some of the members of the family was like, right, but my wife had to go through that. So why should your girlfriend be treated any differently? Why should you get special treatment? Why should she be protected? And I said, the difference here is the race element. So see, again, like he's really batting home on this race card. And, and I agree, like she should never have been slammed in the paper for being biracial in the slightest. So it is fucked that the press took that angle. But I don't believe that the royal family could have done anything. They cannot shut down what the press write about. They can only help release statements. And I just don't think that would have helped in the situation. Do you? Mm. Like, they don't control the press. No, but the fact that – so let's just go back, though. Yeah. The fact that he went in and raised it and said, this is a problem. Yes. And he did say, yeah, 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 cool, you've all had this before, but the difference here is, is the race. race card. Yeah. That is the time for the family to step up and say, you know what? It's wrong. Yeah. Because it is That's, wrong. It 100% is a fact. Those but- headlines are out, so you can't – 
how the family could just say, well, everyone else has dealt with this before. Yeah, it's a bit I harsh. think that's fucked. But they have. Everyone else has dealt with it. Yes, put aside the race but, card. Okay, for, who are we talking about? Kate? Ke- every single po- – Fergie, remember her from Who Married Prince what, Andrew? What, what, sure, just a, like slaughter of like shit. Like she got hammered in the press for like just the way she looked. She was the big fat monster with the ginger hair. Like she got hammered in the press just for the way she looks. But still, that is very different. And I like it's wrong. Yes. I also agree that is wrong. Yes. That's still very different to of course, a racial being, uh, yeah. saying someone's from I Compton. I mean, exactly. And she's not even from bloody Compton. Like, so dumb. Did you know where they fucked up in that documentary? Some of those headlines were actually from the US and they were claiming they were from all because of the British press. Mm. Those Compton headlines were actually from the US. Right. So interesting that her own country's turning on her too. Mm. And this is when everything comes out in the woodworks, you know. I don't know what paper it was. I can't remember which one it was, but there was a paper that had taken a photo of of uh, Megan Markle's mother yep. holding a mop and walking out of her house, <laughs> which we all fucking do. It's right? so horrible. But it's way it's the way that they like. Yeah, the- I, I think they said like royal embarrassment or something like that. Yes. Because this lady's mopping her, her fucking fu- floor. Like, ridiculous. It's That's fucked. Yeah, the way the press stalked her family, especially her mother, that that's horrible. That's got to hurt. Like, uh, I mean, the Markle side, like her dad's side, they're all a bit whack and we will get to that. Mm. But I don't think they should ever have published images like that of her mother. Like, that's so normal. I just don't understand because every single human being on the earth has oh, to mate, mop their over, floor. Yeah, pop over to mine every Saturday. You're that's mopping, mate. I'm mopping. Like. Everyone's yeah. fucking mopping, guys. Yeah. What's wrong? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. (laughs) Finally, the biggest takeaway bags from episode two has got to be the curtsy scene. Do you remember this? I thought this was quite a mistake at first. A huge mistake. So Megan is discussing the first time she ever meets Queen Elizabeth, which is obviously Prince Harry's grandmother. They are at one of the castles and they're about to go and meet her. And Harry explains, you need to curtsy. And he kind of makes a joke about it, but also says, it is odd to have to explain to your partner, like, you're going to have to curtsy when you meet my grandmother. Like, no other family would have to do that in, right? But in this particular family, of course you do. And I'm sorry, but Megan saying she doesn't know, oh, why would I know how to do that? What a load of fucking shit. You know you're about to go in there and you know you're going to have to do something like a curtsy or something royal. I completely agree because you got to remember right? as well, what, what is her job? She's an actress and usually when you're going to play a role or a yes. character, you study that role and you work out what you're going to do for that role. Exactly. So if you're going to go into a, a, a marriage in a royal family, you're going to study, some what do I need what, to do here? What, what, what are some of the things that are going to go on when I walk inside that building? Exactly. And then in this scene, they're sitting on the couch, Harry and Meghan, the producer's asking them about what happens. She does this ridiculous curtsy where she bows all the way down and Harry Harry's just awkwardly glaring at her. She makes a mockery of it and it's actually quite frustrating to watch because I was like, oh, you're fucking putting this on now. I agree with that. When I saw that moment, I thought it went too long. Yes. If she had said, look, you know, it's kind of weird to curtsy in front of your partner's grandmother, yeah. everyone would be 
like, yeah, sure, I get awkward. it. The fact that she did the the, the long, the long stretched out and kind of thing, and Harry's down, looking, yeah. but then when she comes back up, she's kind of looking like, and how fucking ridiculous is that? Everyone? Exactly. Right? And then Harry's like, come that's on, my family. Exactly. Yeah. That's where I really felt for him because yeah. I was like, oh mate, you are doing everything you can to def- to defend her. I also think timing wise, right now we understand that this is recorded in August, so exactly, the Queen yeah. is not dead at this point. That's true. The fact that this comes out after, I don't think anyone's going to give any kind of sympathy to her for that moment. That you saw is, the turnout for the her, Queen's funeral. I know. Every single person, every single Brit that was turning up to yep. view her coffin was curtsying. Exactly. And this is not an uncommon thing in British culture. Like, you need to learn this shit, bitch, if you're going to be in it. And don't pretend like, oh, it's all so new to me. Fuck off. You know who he is. You know what's expected of you. There is a level of, of course, uncertainty, but there isn't this whole, oh, well, I didn't know I had to do that. And you can see it in Harry's face. Like that image has been rolling around the internet and we'll put it on our social so you can see it again. But it is so important to focus on Harry's face in that moment mm. because it says he's not everything. Yeah, yeah, he's not impressed by that. Yeah. This kind of stuff happens in all relationships. Yeah. Different belief systems or uh Split families, being with a family that you know the parents have been together or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Do you think this relationship will last? One or two of these comments, totally fine. Sure. But if it keeps going, and as you know, this is getting sent all around the world right now, and people are going to say to Harry, "Well, that curtsy moment, bit, bit long, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, a bit of respect uh, there for I your don't... grandmother who's dead, yes. who died two months ago, yes. right? That's going to get brought up a lot, and that's going to play on his mind. It will. Yeah. Do you think that? This is going to be like a bit of a tearing point in the relationship? I don't think so. I think the way Harry and Meghan have gone about this, they knew it was going to be explosive. They got paid a bomb for this and we will get into that. But I don't think they're in a position, even if they hated each other, it would look so bad if they split up. I don't think this split would happen anytime no, soon. No, but... This kind of stuff festers, right? It does. But then it would be so messy. Like, what happens to those kids? Do the royal family let him back in? Like, it, there's so many unanswered questions there. I don't think they would break up anytime soon. And... I actually do believe he loves her. Oh. I think Harry loves her more than she loves him. Whoa! Yeah. You okay, know how there's why always, do you say that? You know how there's always one in the relationship that lacks the other more? Because he's changed so much of his life for her. Yeah. Like, that's hard to do. Like, to, to throw away everything you know. He ne- didn't necessarily love everything about being a royal, but that's all he knew. I feel in some way has manipulated him to believe the system he was brought up in is so fucked. And to some extent, yes, it is. Mm. I'm not agreeing with everything the monarch does, but that's what he was born into. There has to be, I think, a level of respect, and she just doesn't have it. She basically told him, fuck those white losers, wear out. <laughs> you know what, though? Okay, now I know you enough yeah. to know that if you were put into that situation, you're a pretty vocal person, right? Yes. And if you were with Harry, Harry's your kind of guy. He's a bit of a knockabout kind of yeah. bloke, you know, yeah. a bit of fun. Yes. And then you guys get together yeah. and then you get into that family and then you're, you know, being squashed down and told not to say certain things. Mate, I know exactly what you are oh, doing. I reckon you're, you're becoming Meghan Markle, mate. You don't. You're manipulating the <laughs> shit out of Harry, right? And you're dragging him to wherever the fuck you're from. No, mate, if I, was, if I got a chance to be in that family, 
believe. Fuck, you best believe I'm straightening up. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Katie. <laughs> I want that throne. <laughs> right. So you... I love it. I love it. Like, I would love to lounge around so you Buckingham Palace. You would yeah. change who you are. I would. You'd to change... be a part of that. Yep, I would. For, for Harry, yeah. And that's what you think she should have done. She should change who she is. Not entirely, but I think the way she's gone about, you can still be yourself. Like, I look at Kate Middleton and mm. I think, she has never changed who she was. She, yes, she's meek and mild and timid, but she had those days early on where with William, where she actually he they split up, and he said to her, "We don't have to do this." She's been through this shit too. Mm. At that time, she loved him so much, and he loved her so much. They were willing to let each other go, but they still came together. So she came to terms with this is how it works, mm. and I'm okay with that because I get to be with you. So I think there needs to be the reciprocated love. And she's and Megan doesn't show that to Harry. She's gone, fuck them, we're out, you're this now. And he's, he's like, you, you are pretty hot. Yeah, so, yeah. and I'm a ginger. <laughs> this probably is not coming again for me in my life. Yeah. I'm going to go with you. Yeah, but, I, I mean, two kids involved as well, uh, right? Yeah. As soon as a mother starts to say this is how it's going to roll, yeah. you are going to have to say, look, of course, okay. and he loves his kids, and they're so so cute. All right, and finally, bags episode three. We're on the home stretch because, like you said, this was boring as fuck. Like I can't believe we had to sit through all three episodes. It felt a little <laughs> propagandary. This episode focuses on the fallout with Megan's family, and this is the ep where Megan makes the bold statement, and we all saw it that their engagement announcement was an orchestrated reality show. In your engagement interview. Um... <laughs> orchestrated reality show but it was you know rehearsed so we did the thing out with the press and then we went right inside took the coat off sat down and did the interview so it was all in that same moment you mean just like prepping you before they're gonna ask you this 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 or how does that work yeah but also like and you know and then there'll be a moment where they'll want to see the rings or show the ring oh it's this really makes me angry bags like mm-hmm. it's such a fucking load of shit her saying that because what happens in the series is the timelines do flip-flop right so at this stage, Megan isn't copying it like, yeah, she got the racial stuff. I get it. That was hard. But you have the support of the royals behind you. You're getting engaged to Harry. The public still have a huge amount of love for her and Harry's relationship. And the royals just wanted to control their announcement to make them comfortable. That's how I viewed it. Like, yes, the setup interview was a little orchestrated, but you you knew what you signed up for. You knew what was coming. And I don't believe it was done with any ill will. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that now she's going, yeah, well, then they made me say this and I had to do that. Like, I don't get it. Like what words came out of her mouth that she wasn't happy with? But that's what I'm saying and she doesn't make it clear. And so that's what makes me mad about what she's saying, what she's calling this an orchestrated reality show. Well, no, yeah, you were told that you were making your engagement announcement. You knew the press were going to be there. You knew you were going to be interviewed. You knew the questions they were going to ask you. Mm. So it, it just doesn't make sense that you would now automatically be like, oh, it was all rubbish and I would never have done it this way. Well, you were going to announce your engagement publicly regardless. Okay, so let's just give how a, do you want to do yeah, that? Sure. Let's just give a benefit of the doubt here, though. Okay. You know how that would have rolled out, right? There would have been some very strong-minded... I'm going to say white male, yes, right? Who would have been telling her, 
Okay, we're going to go into the interview now. You're yeah. going to be uh, answering these questions. Your answers are going to be these things because we need to protect the... The brand, right? yes. Or whatever, <laughs> The right? brand. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. You'll be saying this, you'll be saying this, you'll be saying yeah, this. Yeah, because right? they, they now, point out, now at this stage we'll show the ring and blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. right. And so she's she's getting all this information and she's yeah. probably going through it all but also going, well, I, maybe I would have said it this way or this sure. way. Because she's a strong-minded woman at the time. Yeah. Thinking... Well, I haven't been told to be like this before. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I have to listen but then, to But then don't do agree the... to it originally is what I'm saying. But very so... hard, but very easy for you to say. Yeah, that's right? But true. she's in love and she's now wedged into this. Like if she didn't yeah. know that that scenario was going to happen and then that person who's directing her, because you know that they're hey, like a that's, producer that's of true. the royal family. Yeah. And they are saying, and they're probably saying it very sternly, you will not say this. You will say this. Yeah, and they're you, telling her how to not, sit right? and what way to and look at, at the point, camera. That yeah. dickhead that's probably talking to her like this doesn't realise that she's going to get the balls one day just to go, fuck, fuck this. that, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. do that shit, right? Yeah. Because he's talking to her with the thousands of years of history, yes. with the way that the royal family treat that's that true. behind the scenes scenario. Let's be real. This is how that stuff would go on behind yeah, the scenes. It, there it is. is someone behind there saying, you're going to do it this way. Yep. You're not going to do it the way that you want to do it. Yes. You're going to play by our fucking rules. And you read this script the way we want you, you to. And you shut your little fucking mouth. <laughs> yes. Right? Now, how is that going like, to Yeah, it's horrible. That's okay, a shitty I would, situation. It's a real shit situation. All right, well, let's move on to Megan's half-sister, Samantha Markle. Now, now she is... Is a problem. She's a huge problem. It's no <laughs> secret. She's been very vocal about how Megan is a liar and she's created quite a narrative around this. So this is the first time Megan has had a chance to hit back at her half-sister. She basically says, I do not have a relationship with this woman. My half-sister, who I hadn't seen for over a decade, and that was only for a day and a half, suddenly it felt like she was everywhere. I don't know your middle name. I don't know your birthday. You're telling these people that you raised me and you coined me Princess Pushy? I don't remember seeing her when I was a kid at my dad's house, if and when they would come around. And then the the last time that I saw her that I remember is when I was in my early 20s. I hadn't had her fall out with her. We didn't have a closeness to be able to have that. So obviously we've seen a bunch of stuff with Samantha Markle floating around. Samantha has denied that they were not close. She says that they did have a relationship, not dissimilar from normal siblings. Maybe they didn't see each other all the time, but she did say they used to see each other quite a lot when they were younger. So there's a huge age difference too. I think it's 17 years between them. So I I do kind of believe that Megan didn't have I do because Samantha's a nutcase. Like, love her, but because well, she's so mental. And one of my favorite moments from Samantha's publicity run, I guess, after all this stuff, she did an interview with Sunrise in Australia where she called this documentary, and I love this, a floppumentary. Well, first of all, I'm not going to call it a documentary. I could only think, you know, when, when I was trying to appropriately name it, it was a floppumentary. <laughs> what a line. Floppumentary. I kind of love Which it. Which it was. It, yeah. Like, fuck, it was boring. It mate. was I've really got to be honest boring. With you. Like, guys, don't bother watching it. Just listen to this. We'll tell you what yeah. happened. <laughs> 
finally, we'll wrap up with Megan's strong relationship with her niece, Ashley. So Ashley is, of course, the daughter of Samantha Markle and is, in fact, very close to Megan. So this is someone on that side where Megan has said, yes, we do have a relationship. I do love my niece. But what's interesting about this final piece of audio is that Megan claims she couldn't invite her beloved niece to the wedding because of the things her mother had done. So this is why why we never saw Ashley at the wedding. Take a listen. I don't think anyone understands what that very small comms team was dealing with. They just couldn't wrap their head around. How do we explain that this half-sister isn't invited to the wedding, but that the half-sister's daughter is? And so with Ashley, the guidance at the time was to not have her come to our wedding. I think I said I was hurt on some level, but I understood where it was coming from to know that it was because of my biological mother that this relationship that's so important to me was impacted in that way. I feel like because of her it was taken away has been hard. So do you believe that story? I don't know. What do you I, what do you think? I just have this feeling that this was Megan's way of cutting ties with that side and Ashley would become collateral damage. Yeah, she likes her niece and had a great relationship with her. But at this point, Megan knows my life is changing majorly and the people on that side, on my dad's side, have made this a living nightmare. And I agree, some of the shit that came out about her dad and those posed like images with the paps and all that stuff. I mean, I don't blame her for wanting to cut ties with them, would you? Oh, another interesting point I should bring up, which I found really fascinating, and this was something new that no one knew, is at the time when all this stuff was coming out about whether or not her dad was going to walk her down the aisle at the wedding and all that, these text messages are shown on the screen. Oh, yeah. And Megan's trying to get in touch with her dad because yes. in this period, her dad had a heart attack and TMZ reported on it. So she found out through the text tabloids that her dad was suffering from health issues she's been trying to contact him had no response from him then she gets text messages from her dad's number that she claims were not her dad because he didn't use emojis yeah so she says well my dad uses emojis i'm like bitch like i'm I'm sorry your dad's like so old i don't know any dad that uses emojis that that are old but sure okay we'll have to take your word for it and i think she was kind of claiming that her This isn't proven or anything, but I do feel that she was pointing the blame at Samantha Markle, like saying that Samantha had taken her dad's phone and sent these messages back. Like who else would it have been that's close enough to their dad? Because didn't uh, Harry also sent a message saying, hey, it's Harry. Can you let us know because this doesn't sound like you. you. Yes. So, I mean, the fact that they have those texts on record, I do think she was very sus on who was messaging her, but you'd be paranoid as fuck at that time, wouldn't you? Like oh. your dad's selling pap shots of himself, reading a book about England, and then, like, <laughs> come on. It makes no sense. Like obviously he's just grabbing the cash. So I get – like I actually felt so sorry for Megan at this time because her family are embarrassing and it would have been so hard to sit there and be like – Fucking hell, what are you doing? It looks pretty bogan. It does. <laughs> and she, I think she handled it quite well. So I kind of feel sorry for her niece, Ashley, to becoming collateral damage in this, you know, because she missed out on seeing her 
her auntie go walk down the aisle in the best possible way. Like that's the best wedding you want to go to. You want to. a fucking ticket to that, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, you want to meet Oprah. You want to be there with George Clooney. Yeah. She got none of that. She's like, nah, you're out, you're asshole out. <laughs> Where would she have watched the wedding just sitting at home? I know. Well, they don't explain it. That would have been a better question. So how did you watch the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bags. Well, that's everything we know so far. And like we said, it wasn't the most groundbreaking series. Uh, the next three episodes are gearing up to be more hard-hitting from what we've seen from the trailer. Well, they better bloody be, mate, because I'm going to give up part of my life to watch those <laughs> just know. so we can talk about that in part two of this. We will. Uh, but let's talk about how much they got paid oh, for this Netflix special. Yes. Reportedly, they got £88 million, which is around about $158 million Australian Shit, dollars. that is some serious bang. Well, it explains how they're paying for this fucking house. Right. Right? How fancy are those fucking arch windows? I know. They're, with their nice couches. They're bloody beautiful. And then they got that bloody chicken coop in the back. That kind of ruined it for me. Now, <laughs> uh, on top of this, Megan launched her Archie Types podcast with Spotify earlier this year where she reportedly got paid $15 million. Pounds. Fuck, that's a huge money. That's like a, a almost 20 mil Aussie. But I guess they've left the royal family. They don't have they that They need support. to make money, yeah. They need to pay for security. They need to pay for all of these kinds of things. So they need this cash. Yeah, they really do. Now, the final money grab uh, for the couple would be Prince Harry's tell-all memoir, Spare, which is set to be published in January. It's a three-book deal with Harry reportedly being paid £18.4 million. That's massive. And this is an advanced bags on the book. So the book's not even bloody out yet. The, we've seen the front cover of it and that's about it. Is this enough money? I mean, obviously it's enough money. It's a fucking ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. But we're all going to get really tired of all of these, you know, podcasts and stories, Netflix specials totally. coming out. Where is their income going to come from in 10 years' time? All those three massive deals that you've just rattled off. I mean, they're buying a few things. I mean, that's They're going to be all right. Th- they'll be fine, I But feel they like. have a certain lifestyle that they want to maintain. Of course. And well, we're all going to get tired of all this bullshit eventually. Yeah, well, they're going to have to build something else. Like, they can't just like keep. A cafe? <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Harry and Megan's. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fucking go or to that. the ginger and the winger. <laughs> the ginger and the winger. Can I just point out, we have to thank Chris Kenny from Sky News for giving us that killer headline. He's right. the one well who done. said it on Sky News, the ginger and the winger, and it honestly just was embedded in my brain, and I was like, what a fucking great headline. Yeah, so we used it as our title for we our did, podcast, so, so thank you very thanks, much, man. bro. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I just want to point out one of my favourite tweets from all of this online. Like, there were so many hilarious tweets and memes and things going around on the internet, but one of my faves celebrity tweets is of course from Pierce Morgan who wrote this is worse than keeping up with the Kardashians something I didn't think was humanly possible <laughs> I love Pierce you can imagine Pierce right was just waiting for that Netflix special to drop he was he couldn't wait to get something out totally and I mean I mean whole, he's right he is right he is like, right it was a bit of a train wreck it is going to be so interesting to see what happens in the next three episodes and the next three eps drop December 15 so we We'll get into that on our Tuesday episode, so stick around for that. I feel like they need to give us more time. I know. Just to get through these episodes <laughs> before the next three episodes. They give us a bit of a space. Yeah, it's exhausting, guys. This is still like <laughs> top stories all over uh, the world all right over now. The and there's world. more and more coming out about it. There are people responding. Exactly. Oh, God. It's, it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> and we're trying to do a podcast about other stuff, not just this. <laughs> 
well, that is it for today's episode. Well, as always, please, if you can give us a comment or yeah. a star rating on Spotify, it helps us get the word out about our brand new podcast, Tied Up. Yeah, thanks so much for sticking with us, guys. Today's was a big app, so yeah. we appreciate it. We just wanted to make sure you got all the information you needed from that because it was a lot to get through. Now, coming up on Thursday. Yeah, we're going to do it Thursday because we promised you Victoria Beckham and Nicola Peltz, the drama that was... And still is, I should say. So we will delve into that on Thursday's episode. And then we are going to bring you part two of Megan and Harry's docuseries when the next three eps drop. And that'll be the following Tuesday. Thanks for joining us, guys. And we will see, see you next, next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.